Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims. And joining us again this morning, Deborah Dobbs with the SPCA of East Texas. I, I missed this bit of my homework assignment. Founder, executive director, what do you go by or a little I'm, bit of both? Currently, they're calling me president and founder. Okay. So I'm, I'll take that. President, <laughs> and that's what we'll go with. President and founder of the SPCA of East Texas. Good morning, Deborah. Great Good to morning. have you with us. Thanks for having me. And don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktvb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. A little bit of history here and uh, your mission and your purpose and all that sort of thing. Uh, I have forgotten how many times we've had you on the show. And every time we've had you on, it's been 30 minutes of very worthwhile and helpful and life-saving information. So always glad to have you back. But uh, coming up on, on your 12th anniversary, you actually opened your doors in February 2010. Let's go back there and uh, just kind of in a broad sense, what was on your mind at that time and what prompted you and your colleagues to form the SPCA of East Texas? Well, I'm happy to report that uh, our community has come a long way in, the, in that period of time. Um, back in 2010, there was no city or county animal shelter. Um, they were doing the best they could, but there was a need, a huge need. And so it was, it was a decision amongst a small group of people that has now grown from two telephones and a couple of desks to uh, a number of programs. And so we've made a lot of progress, and so has our city and our county. Mm -hmm. They certainly have. Now, the mission of the SPCA of East Texas to improve the lives of animals, alleviate their suffering, and elevate their status in society. And personally, I like that. It keeps it broad. And it, uh, for me, it means that you're open to any number of different options for um, fulfilling that mission. Um, you have a set of values, animals enrich our lives, inspire responsibility for animals. There are several values listed on your website, which, by the way, is spcaeasttexas.com. But let's talk about the uh, overall animal care environment in the Tyler Smith County area and how it's changed since then. I know you have a partnership uh, with the uh, with Pets for People. You basically um, address the s same or similar issues in different ways, depending on really, I guess, individual situations, case-by-case -case type considerations. And uh, uh, Gail Helms is a regular guest on the show and um, always happy to have her join us. But as far let's talk about specifically right now, what's been happening on the city and county levels and how that's made things better for everybody? Well, the city and county uh, have both in this last decade constructed or acquired a, a really nice facility um, that is available to, to take in animals, uh, house animals, and rehome animals. And, and in 2010, we did not have that. Mm -hmm. So uh, Pets for People was uh, a, a well-established organization, and they were doing what they could. But this is a, a county of 200,000-plus, and, mm -hmm. and and there was a tremendous need. So not only did, did my um, founding directors uh, launch into a – a process of learning and building, but our city and county did the same thing. And I'm happy to report that we've all moved a lot uh, further down the line towards animal care and rescue and rehoming. But, uh, and we're talking about four different agencies right there in one breath. And Absolutely. Between the four of them, <laughs> things are much better, but you cannot uh, just guarantee a happy life, unfortunately, for every animal. So uh, uh, very, very important for all of you to stay in business right now. Absolutely. And, and what we're realizing is that 
while Smith County has come a, a long way and is doing a, 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 a great job, they're, they're doing all they can and budgets are always a factor. However, our, our surrounding counties are much more rural and so we receive calls from all of our surrounding counties for assistance uh, and, and have traveled as far away as, as Carthage and uh, Lake of the Pines mm-hmm. to rescue animals in need. So we're trying to help all of East Texas. It's, it's kind of a it's, – it's a sad situation that our surrounding counties are so, so small that they're just not able to provide the kind of facilities that Smith County and Gregg County as well are doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Important point because, you know, you talk about the two largest counties in the area, Smith and Gregg counties, and that's obviously not the only territory you can cover if you really want to take care of your business. No. Um, basically, right now, you, are, you, you operate under two different headings, adoption and spay-neuter. And it goes beyond that, but uh, let's just talk a little bit about uh, how those two basic components are set up. And I know you have uh, a temporary address and some good news along those lines. You're going to have a new, an all-new permanent address within a few more months. So if that's not too much for you to address all in one breath, let's go ahead and get, you, get, get updated on that. Not at all. Adoption, of course, is uh, adopt, don't shop. We say it every day. It's on our website. Adopt, adopt, adopt. There are some fabulous animals. Uh, awaiting homes that are are abandoned or surrendered or unwanted and so we always encourage people to give a, a rescue pet a chance there's so many flavors and types uh, and you can f- definitely find the perfect match with a little patience um, that being said the second solution to the overpopulation problem would be spaying and neutering of pets to prevent those litters from ever happening and it's affordable through our snippet clinic Uh, you can spay a very large female for $65 so um, it's important that we think about these things before they happen and then suddenly you have a litter of puppies or kittens that you really can't afford or didn't want Um, but somebody's got to take care of them so uh, adopting animals and spaying and neutering your pets is is two really good ways to help with the overpopulation uh, in our community uh, Deborah Dobbs, president and founder of the SPCA of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and let's get some contact information out there. We gave the website out earlier. We'll do it again, spcaeasttx.com, spcaeasttx.com. And there's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to boot. Uh, currently located at 3405 East Northeast Loop 323 while you're going through this transition. And we'll get to the, uh, your new location a little bit later on uh, that you're, is going to happen probably early in 2022. Um, 903-596-7722 is the phone number for the Adoption Center. And then um, the Snippet Clinic. Uh, spaying and neutering 903-426-1600 and all this information i pulled right off the website so if you want to do if you're listening this morning want to do a little more research it's all right there on the website uh one of the first things we want to talk about today beyond what we've already discussed is transport and there is a component of your program and i remember this starting a few years ago in Mm -hmm. a lot of cases you're transporting some of these animals to places like connecticut new jersey and pennsylvania tell us uh, tell us why that is how it works and how that project is going right now well it was a little bit um, unknown and unheard of in the early uh, 
years of doing this, but now it's becoming more and more popular and we developed relationships with organizations that we felt like shared our values and um, committed their time to finding a good home, not just any home. And once we established those relationships, we started taking 30 to 40 dogs or cats, surprisingly cats too, uh, to the Northeast. And many of these uh, animals have a family waiting on them when the van doors open. It's a really happy time. It's kind of a celebratory uh, feel to things when when they arrive. Now, these, these vet techs who drive this van have been driving all through the night to reduce the amount of time the animals are in their kennels. And they stop and take breaks, but they make the trip as, as quickly as they can and get those animals into those new families um, for a second better chance at life. Uh, once those ladies arrive and get everybody uh, delivered, they go find a hotel and, and sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's an undertaking that is a little daunting, but we've seen such good things come from it. So we're committed. Mm-hmm. And different rules in some of these states, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, that just happen to work better for animals that find themselves in certain situations. Is that kind of a broad, good broad way of summing it up? It is. Typically, uh, regulations and or city ordinances, county ordinances, are a little more uh, stringent, it seems, in the Northeast. And so uh, we're finding animals are registered. If you lose your pet, uh, the city knows who you are, and they bring it back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's some things that um, are being done up there that I think uh, prevent the overpopulation problems that we have here in the South. Mm -hmm. Still plenty to do right in our own backyard, though, needless to say. And um, let's talk a little bit about your facility. And I still kind of have it uh, not exactly hardwired into my brain that you're on Old Bullard Road. And that facility has been sold. Tell us a little bit about that process, where you are right now, and where you're going to be setting up shop within the next few months. Well, we had an opportunity to sell that property um, and sort of create a nest egg for us to then expand our space and get everybody under one roof. We've been operating at three different locations, which is not the best business model, mm. um, but it was growing pains. So we're our goal is to get all our programs under one roof, reduce the amount of traveling and driving and moving and uh, crating and uncrating. Um, this will enable us to perform all of our services in one at one address uh, just adjacent to our our dog park, which is is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. So the dog park and the adoption center and the Snippet Clinic will all be basically in the same location or right next door to one another. That's correct. Sounds like a much better business model. Much better business yeah. model. Uh, president and founder of the SPCA of East Texas, Deborah Dobbs, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And... Uh, Let's see. I don't know if we mentioned you hope to have your design plans available to the public later in the fall and you anticipate your move will be sometime in early 2022. How it shapes up. That's very um, optimistic uh, in in post-COVID times. But yes, we are hoping and planning to be there just as soon as possible. All righty. Let's kind of go down the laundry list of the different things that you do, uh, regardless of where you're located. And uh, obviously looking forward to being located all in one spot sometime fairly soon. But adoption, that is a little bit about how the adoption process works. And one question I have is where the animals come from. I know people turn them in because they can't take care of them anymore. 
Um, I don't know how much you have to do with actual rescue of animals, the ones that are abandoned. I think uh, probably the, the local governments may have more to do with that. But uh, kind of walk us through how the adoption process works for just specifically the SPCA. Adoption is is really easy. It's also kind of a custom fit. Uh, if you if you want a tailor-made pet, you can come to us and we'll discuss with you what you're looking for. We'll discuss your schedule, your lifestyle, your hobbies, your uh, indoor activities, outdoor activities. Uh, if you have a yard, what age are your children? All of these things are important when selecting uh, a pet and making it a good permanent forever fit Mm -hmm. so the adoption process is something we encourage people to invest a little bit more time in Um, there's an emotional uh, decision sometimes that we have to counsel people with but um, you don't want to just pick it because it's cute Um, they sometimes they grow up into 80 90 pound uh, beings Mm -hmm. and uh, an apartment dweller is is not typically the best you know owner for an animal that's going to get that large um, so yes, you go to our website, you fill out an application, it's not very long, you answer a few questions, tell us what you're looking for, or if you've seen one on our website that you're interested in, we schedule a meet and greet, you come and meet the pet, we're doing it by appointment um, currently, and um, then we counsel with you and make sure this is a good decision. Um, after that, you take the uh, animal home and uh, the adoption fee for a dog are, is $150, a puppy is 200 These animals are fully vaccinated, spayed, mm-hmm. neutered, microchipped. They are healthy and they most often have had some socialization, i.e. they are walking on a leash, mm-hmm. they know to sit for a treat, they're housebroken, crate trained. Of course, that doesn't apply to the eight-week-old puppy, but... Uh, that's a whole different investment of time there. All righty. Uh, and I think maybe some of the questions I had a minute ago can be answered under this heading, intake and rehoming. Um, I understand most of the animals that are up for adoption uh, by uh, uh, through your agency are in foster care, but not all of them. Let me kind of uh, cut back to the chase here. Where do they come from? Do people? Is it mostly a matter of people turning them in because they can't take care of them anymore? Do you do any animal rescue? How does that piece of it work? Both, actually, John, okay. um, and that's a great question. In East Texas, what we we are finding more and more is that uh, rural uh, homeowners typically have animals wander up on their property. If they're not able to or are unwilling to get them spayed or neutered, what was maybe a dog or two turns into 10 and 20 and 30. Mm -hmm. Most recently, we've been working with five or six situations in rural East Texas where there were upwards of 50 dogs in one location. That's Mm -hmm. staggering. It's big. It's huge. And we, we currently have some animals in our care now that we're rehabbing because these animals typically are not in the best of health. So I know at my house I have six that we're rehabbing and getting ready for adoption that came from a situation just like this. Mm-hmm. So we do rescue animals from situations that we believe are are unhealthy and, and, and inhumane, actually. Right. Um, we're actually rescuing the people, too, though, because they're well-meaning people, but they got in over their head. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it takes sometimes two and three trips to the location over a period of weeks to get them all out. Um, I know in Wood County, we went in on a a 74 animal situation in one small Mm. house. So you can imagine uh, what that must be like and the the difficulty for the person who is just completely overwhelmed at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, intake is done through 
reports that come in through our hotline, phone calls to our office. Um, at times we come to work and there's a box sitting on our front porch. And we, mm-hmm. we always know that that has probably got something inside of it <laughs> that needs our help. Um, we ask that everyone please call us because you never know. We might not be coming in that next morning. But uh, if you need help, please call or, or, or reach out to us online. We we do want to try and help you. And if we can't, we're going to give you some other resources. Okay. Deborah Dobbs with the SPCA of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And if you do want to make contact, that website again, SPCA easttx.com and uh, the adoption center phone number is 903-596-7722 we're not quite to the details of the snippet clinic yet but uh, we'll give that phone number out as well 903-426-1600 anything else you wanted to share about the intake and rehoming process before we move on to some related topics that application goes straight to our rehoming coordinator's desk if you don't hear back within a day or two Um, You can actually call and ask the status, but we ask you to give us a couple of days because the number of of applications for rehoming is upwards of 20, 30 a week. So we're really inundated with requests, but don't give up. We will get Mm -hmm. back to you. Okay. And we talk about fostering uh, as uh, juxtaposed with adoption. It works on basically the same model as with fostering and adopting children. The foster care is a temporary situation, hopefully. And uh, once somebody um, wants to adopt a pet, that uh, it just kind of goes from there. Is that basically how it works in most cases? Absolutely. And I can't, I can't say enough about fostering. It is truly our lifeline. It enables animals to get into private homes, experience human contact, learn their manners, become more social, more affectionate, just make a really good pet. So fostering is a wonderful way to volunteer your time and effort uh, and help animals. It's a little bit bittersweet in that, yes, that animal is going to leave and go to a forever home, but you're actually part of that. You, you are oftentimes called upon to meet with the new family and discuss this pet. As a foster, you have much better insight to the animal's personality and behavior. Um, the other part about fostering is that we provide all of the supplies. It's not an expensive endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, we provide the food, the bed, the crate, uh, all of the things needed. Uh, so really, it's just your time and your patience. Mm-hmm. And most of the animals that you have available for adoption are in foster care, but not all of them. Let's uh, hear just a little bit about some of the exceptions to that general rule. The dog and cat sanctuary, I guess, would be one example. And uh, there are others that I guess you, do you, you actually keep on site? We do. Um, animals that come in are not immediately placed in foster care. There is a health assessment, and many times there's vaccinations, boosters, maybe even a medical condition that's got to be dealt with, Um, injured animals, uh, animals that have been hit by a car, Mm -hmm. um, animals that are suffering with skin disorders. So all of these things require time before they're placed in foster care. So about of the 200 dogs and cats we're caring for right now, I would say three-fourths of them are in foster homes and about uh, 25% are, are in our clinic awaiting some sort of medical condition or a procedure. Mm-hmm. And then you have the dog and cat sanctuary, and that is for animals that uh, are at least raise some questions about their adoptability. That's an interesting piece of what you do it as is. well. Um, you know, no kill is a term that, that is used in a number of ways, but we will never euthanize an animal for space. 
Um, so an animal that may not particularly uh, fit into a home setting, some of them are just very unfortunate looking and they have been overlooked in the adoption process. Uh, but those kinds of things, if you're grumpy or you're not beautiful, that doesn't mean you don't have a place with us. So sanctuaried animals are animals that either haven't been adopted or they've gone into a home and been returned for some reason. Um, but we will make a place for them uh, with us until until their their life is over. Mm-hmm. As far as cruelty, part of your name, Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, there is a way to report cruelty, and you can do it on the website. I'll give that website out right now, spcaeasttx.com. From there, I guess it's just pretty easy to navigate to the page where you report cruelty. It is, John. Um, there's a resources tab at the top of our homepage, and if you drop down on that tab, you'll see a number of options there. One of them is uh, reporting cruelty and neglect. That's a a one-page form as well. You type in some answers. It goes straight to the inbox of our investigator. We have one part-time investigator, Mm. so it might be a few days. But I also receive those in my inbox, and I'm always watching for those emergency situations. So we do the best we can, and we get you in touch with people that might can help you uh, if you're out of our close backyard area because we do get calls from all over the east texas area mm-hmm. spca of east texas our topic this morning president and founder deborah dobbs our guest on in focus i'm john sims and um let's talk we, we've basically discussed uh, adoption pretty thoroughly anything else that you wanted to share about spaying and neutering I, and i think it's important to note that there are specific hours and it's by appointment only in both cases but what uh, is the main thing you would like to share let's say right now about spaying and neutering well preventing an unwanted litter is the best way to help with overpopulation and our strays that are that are out there right now hundreds and thousands of them so spaying and neutering your pet is affordable, it's safe, it prevents unwanted health conditions and certain types of cancer. There's a lot of um, maybe old wives' tales or fables about spaying and neutering your animal, but it really is a good decision. Um, you can spay or neuter your animals uh, at our clinic by appointment. We have a full-time veterinarian on staff, a graduate of Texas A&M, hmm. and three of experienced vet techs who assist her in surgery. We do surgery four days a week, and for 65 to $70 you can get or less, you can get your dog or cat spayed or neutered. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Bossert Bark Park. Uh, we have mentioned this two or three times already during the show, and I know that's been a big success for you, not least because you were recently awarded a $5,000 grant from PetSafe. So we're looking at an upgrade along with everything else you're planning right now. We are busy, and fall is a busy, busy time. We're also excited to get outside and enjoy the weather, as are the pets. Uh, Bossert Bark Park is a 60-acre tract of land in the uh, south corridor of our community, just uh, off the West Grande extension. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful rolling acres, wooded with a lake and a fountain. There's shade pavilions, drinking fountains, four fenced areas, two for large and two for small dogs. You can do off-leash uh, time with your animal, read a book, let them romp and play. I always say a tired dog is a good dog. Uh, But the park is open from daylight to dusk, and it's free admission, and it's a beautiful place to come out and 
enjoy some enrichment with your pet. Uh, the grant we just received is uh, being, we're considering agility equipment and or uh, some type of a spray ground for the Texas heat. So stay tuned. We will be uh, announcing um, that decision and get that underway hopefully before the end of the year. So okay. good things are coming. All righty. You can donate money. Uh, you can volunteer. Let's talk a little bit about the donation and volunteer piece and how people can get involved that way. Actually, donations can come in a number of ways. We have a monthly giving plan we call our Lifesaver campaign. Mm -hmm. You can go online and donate $10 a month or as much as you really want to donate we certainly are happy to receive those gifts but you become a monthly giver and you really become part of our lifeline and solution to continuing all these programs you can donate food we have a food pantry for the community if there's a need for a home uh, to care for their pets we are there for you um, so you can donate all kinds of pet food um, our particular foster program feeds IMS. And so I'm's puppy or I'm's adult, I'm's kitten, those are all things we can use. You can donate one bag of food or you can donate a case of food. Um, so there's so many things you can do, a bed, uh, blankets this winter. Uh, there's so many ways you can give uh, in a small way or in a large way. Every little bit helps. Deborah Dobbs with the SPCA of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, volunteering right now on a limited basis until you get everything moved into the new location on Grande. Is that how that works? Absolutely. We do have uh, some volunteer positions still available, uh, walking dogs, uh, helping us with events, um, outdoor activities we're still trying to participate in, especially during this beautiful time of year. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in volunteering, uh, there are ways you can volunteer. Uh, they're just more limited. When we reach our new location uh, early next year, there will be an expansion on that program for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. And keeping in mind, uh, COVID is still very much a factor. And I think we can very briefly state that you're uh, being judicious about following those COVID guidelines all the way around with everything you do. And there's more information about that um, either on the website or by calling uh, 903-596-7722 or uh, the Snippet Clinic 903-426-1600 and the website, of course, spcaeasttx.com. Moving on, I think we have uh, just about enough time and maybe then some to talk about a big event you have coming up Saturday, October 23rd, and this would be, drum roll, your Trunk or Treat Fall Festival. That's right, John. We are so excited. Um, last year we had no events and everyone was homebound as as we know and being very careful which is understandable however we are rolling out the fall festival this year in trunk or treat on october 23rd from one to four in the afternoon at the bossert park park the address for the park is 3393 west grande mm -hmm. you can turn in there and find a place to park you'll find music food dogs uh, information about our organization and our programs, the opportunity to get your pet microchipped or get your pet a, a custom engraved name tag. Um, we will be rolling out our new fall merchandise and t-shirts. Uh, so there's a number of things that will be going on all at the same time, uh, culminated in a contest for the pets, uh, a costume contest where you can enter your pet in uh, a chance to win a, a gift basket that is full of wonderful uh, pet supplies and treats for your animals. So it's going to be so much fun. If nothing else, just come out and watch what's going on. 
Um, but you, all of that information is on our website, and uh, okay. we're encouraging everyone to, to come out that day and see us. And that day again is Saturday, October 23rd, 1 to 4 at the Bossert Park Park on Grande Boulevard. Come on out and enjoy food, music, a pet Halloween costume contest, and as the old saying goes, so much more. Um, getting down close to the end of the show, and um, I there's one other little thing here that i thought was interesting that i caught on the website you can be a puppy kitten hero this involves sponsoring a kit of sorts how does that work yes what we've seen and what we receive the most urgent calls for are what we call our bottle babies and if a mother a nursing mother is unable to nurse or has been lost somehow um, we now have what we call our bottle feeding volunteers and we actually offer training to become a bottle feeder but if you'd like to support that program you can sponsor a puppy or a kitten kit which is literally baby bottles tiny little bottles mm. and formula so if uh, you're looking to support the bottle baby program you can do that or you can actually learn to become a bottle feeder bottle feeding is required every three to four hours for the first few weeks so um, we're looking for those people who maybe don't have to get up and go to work the next day mm -hmm. um, because you sleep when the babies are sleeping uh, but if yeah. you're a new mom for a while all righty uh and also on the website you'll find under uh, how you can help i believe is where it is there is a, a wish list and i would just uh kind of direct everybody there if they want to know more about some of the things you're looking for right now a lot of them we've already covered don't have time to go into detail about that but i did want to draw some attention to it uh deborah dobbs with the spca of east texas our guest this morning on in focus again the mission of the spca of east texas to improve the lives of animals alleviate their suffering and elevate their status in society and this morning we've learned about all the different ways that you've been doing that and are going to continue to do that in um, within the next few months a brand new setting that i know is going to work much better for you uh deborah we're out of time but it's been great very informative good luck with everything it's good to know that you have so uh, you're doing such good things and that you have some good news to share about your new location in the next few months thanks for joining us thank you john you bet deborah dobbs sbca of east texas our guest this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. Thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you again next week, as always, on In Focus.